everyone. This is the Dating Over 30 Sucks podcast, <laughs> uh, where we are having libations and conversations about situations. I'm a super excited, and yes, I say it every week, but I am super excited because I have my guest Liz, who is here tonight, today, whenever you listen. Um, Liz, I'm really excited for you to be here. I'm excited to be here. Like we we've talked we've talked so much beforehand and, and even with little technical difficulties, but um this co- this podcast is super special to me, but really because of who I talk to and, and what we talk about. And so I'm really excited to have you. So before we get deep into it or even start, do you remember how we first met? Oh my God. <laughs> I don't, because I, I just know that you came in a year behind me. Yes. But I don't remember. Specifically. Student union, student union maybe? I do not. You remember specifically? I have an idea. I'm listening. So my idea is that I met you through Dennis. But I think we met in um, when we were doing like the tours, the student tours and stuff. Ambassador. Ambassador. (laughs) (laughs) We were student university ambassadors. Um, You know, I (laughs) when I first graduated from college, that was important. (laughs) I had that on my resume too. You did absolutely. I was like, well, I was an ambassador for a while. It's uh, super important. It really, really <laughs> does. But I think that's actually how we met. I think was it is. was we were in the that little hut, that little hut of a house. Yeah, that house. That <laughs> the little, little house hut. Across from the gym. Yeah, yeah, and doing tours. But I think you and Dennis were really cool. Yeah. And was Ronnie Chalmers back there? Sure too? was. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. He doesn't mind. Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it was it was in there like probably like stuffing bags. Mm-hmm. Now I think you might be right. Like stuffing bags in that room. Yep, that little side <laughs> conference, conference room. room. Yes, in a house. That labor force room. That's what it was. Girl. <laughs> but yeah, I think that was when we actually think, first met, I and he was like, right. "Oh yeah, this is Liz," and da da da, and I, I was like, "Hi." The outfit and everything. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know how we dress back in those days. <laughs> You know, it's but I think that's how we met, and that was that was my freshman year, so that was uh 2004. Yeah, oh god, I remember that. Yeah, because I started in 03. Yeah, yeah, that's it's been a while, but I think with time, with time, we haven't seen each other Mm -hmm. in years and and maybe probably at like homecoming and crossing. But I think the beauty of it also is that even with time and space and social media. When we talked, it was like nothing. No time. <laughs> it was like that. And it's also because we see each other on social media. Yeah. And maybe we message here and there. So it makes you feel like kind of connected. You know, the funny thing is I do believe that. I yeah. don't. Sometimes I feel like if I see you on social media and you're active on social media, to me, technically, that means that we're still connected. Yeah. I don't see that as like distance between us because I, I, I see I like you like or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's it's been that long, but yeah, that's how that's how I remember that I, we met. That comes all back to me. Like yes. I think that is when we first <laughs> met. I remember that. And probably wearing like jeans with big uh, belt buckles, Girl, <laughs> like with gla- our glasses <laughs> and like you know we had to have the necklaces and they had the big beads. Oh on. my I think god! I, had, I was like a black shirt and I had like some kind of tank top on and had these black beads with a headband. Yeah. And <laughs> 
I was I was good for layering. I was good for a t-shirt and a tank over it. Oh my God, that was such a good thing. <laughs> layering was <laughs> the wear. But yes, that's that's how long we've known each other. So I'm glad you're here and we'll jump right in. You know, this podcast speaks for itself. So first question would be, why do you think dating over 30 sucks? <laughs> I think it sucks because society has already um, conditioned us as women in our 30s that we should already be married by now. Mm. <laughs> so um, I know for me, when I was a little girl, I really didn't see life past 27, 28-ish. And when I did, I already had a child and a husband by then. Mm, Maybe okay. working on a second one. Yes. And here I am, 35, with no <laughs> husband and no child. Thank you, Jesus. But um, <laughs> So, I mean, I think it just... I think society kind of embeds it in our head, especially as women and then as black women, that we're supposed to be at a certain place by this time. So um, not only do you have people telling you, like, girl, what is wrong with you? You're 30-something mm. and not married or and don't have a kid. Mm. Um, but I think that's why we feel like it may possibly suck. But also just um, I think we're m- sometimes mature enough that when we see – some of the paths that we've crossed from the opposite sex, we're like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Why does it almost look the same every time, you know? Yeah. yeah so I think that is, um, I think that's why we have a hard time in the midst of a pandemic also. But um, Yeah. I think some people thriving in pandemics. Some people. Well, I'll say guys. Most of my guy friends who are still single really? are like, I have a guy friend. Is He is thriving in this pandemic we did a zoom we did a zumba like over zoom Uh zumba and he literally was on a date with a girl she came to zumba with him yes yeah so we did zumba Uh the dance but we did it through zoom and he had a chick on there with him (laughs) and so like we're doing the dances but it was it was a bunch of us we all knew each other and we're like I'm like texting my friend. I'm like, girl, who is in that block with him? Like, who is that? I should actually have him on. It's my friend Jason. Um, but we were like texting each other because she's like, she is in South Carolina. Yeah. And <laughs> she, we were talking. So then later I text him. I was like, dog, who was that in your Zoom? Like, was that your sister or something or a cousin? He was like, no, this girl I met on like some app, <laughs> some app, some girl he met on an app. And literally, he's like, I invited her over, and that was our date. Now, granted, it was dope, right? Because I was like, he's so sweet and thoughtful. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, but he, he, but the to to that being said, he was just like, oh, I'm thriving out here. He was like, I'm on these apps, you know, we have our little precautions or whatever. But he was thriving during the pandemic dating. Well, I can't say that I'm completely. Yeah, I mean, you're winning a little. Well, <laughs> you know, um, I told myself that this COVID is not stopping anyone's show. So I was like, mm. you know, I'm going to do my self work. Um, I'm going to get this skin clear if I yes. can. And I'm going to try to keep this waist as snatch as I can. <laughs> you know, I didn't Girl, I gave up on the waist. I didn't gain any, but it fluctuates. It's like, oh, I thought I lost three pounds. Oh, that's back on next week. Oh, it's <laughs> you know, I'm, like, I'm like, okay, as long as I'm not gaining, then I'm winning. Oh, so. no. I went to the, <laughs> I, I had some medical issues this summer. And, you know, you were at first doctor's appointment. The nurse was like, oh, just step up there. And the little numbers, it was very uh, my 600-pound life. <laughs> <laughs> with, like, like, uh, uh, and I was just like, 
that doesn't seem right. (laughs) (laughs) And like I got off. I literally like I love my 600 pound life. But literally how those like people get off the scale and they're fully disappointed. I felt that I was just like, (laughs) no, that's that can't be right. (laughs) Where did you get that scale from? (laughs) You need another scale and these new batteries. So I I I gave up on the waist. I'll be honest. I I, but you've always you've always I've hit the I have a it's a it's a lot in there. <laughs> I um I still eat the uh, strawberry shortcake rolls. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I still sometimes yeah. do cereal for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I don't have children. It is what it is. So sometimes all you need is just to get to sleep. Yes. <laughs> you need something to coat empty. the belly. Yes. yes. <laughs> but yeah, I I gave up on the ways. I I I. But it's funny you say that because I did. I was like. This 2020 was my, like everybody, my vision year. Yeah. I was like, this is my vision year. I got a new job. Stuff is going right. <laughs> like, I got a new car. I'm going to do all this stuff. I'm traveling and I'm a date because I'm going to go to happy hours. I ain't no happy hours happening. You t- I'm there. Like, I'm at the happy hour. I'm doing stuff with, with uh, the community. And all this. I was ready. And COVID stopped the show. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't get the confidence to kind of keep going yeah. and doing it. I think what it was for me, I have been single for so long mm. that um, I told myself I won't get discouraged just because it's COVID and it won't stop me from at least trying to be more consistent. Okay. Because it's hard to stay motivated. I was, I'm online, I was online dating, um, but it's hard to stay motivated doing that, especially during COVID because you're like, okay, I have to answer this text. <laughs> <laughs> answer this message yeah. in such and such time because some men on there they want your response so. yeah and you technically can't say i didn't see it <laughs> you, you can't. can't i mean I you can't my like i was so busy off. at work <laughs> it's like where are you <laughs> you, just, you just messaged me like you know yeah less than a minute, so what's up with this 15 minute <laughs> lag <laughs> it's a little lag time right yeah. now it's like my internet went down no it's not gonna work like i think it just takes like a little bit more extra effort mm-hmm. if you want to be consistent during the pandemic because you can get lazy but it also when you're a single person with no children yeah then you're in your apartment and there's only walls to talk to <laughs> so you're like okay maybe i want to reconsider this and actually try to be social so i think that's what happened for me Oh, wow. I had two, you know, not so favorable outcomes. Not that it was <laughs> terrible, but it was like, okay, that was cute. And then I got a hit from another guy. We just started having a conversation, and it just w- flowed from there. And I think those are the ones that kind of are more meaningful because it feels like maybe homeboyish. You know, you okay. can easily flow in a conversation as opposed to, good morning, how are you? Do you have kids? <laughs> Do you smoke? Do you, you know what I'm saying? It's like smoker. Yes, yeah. no. <laughs> you have to sometimes really just start with a regular, regular conversation and go from there. So, I'm since I feel like we're gonna do a masterclass with this. When you online date and you talked about like communication, I have limits, right? So we start on the app, mm-hmm. and if it seems like a genuine conversation, then we exchange numbers, right? Once we exchange numbers, I am a two-week person. Mm -hmm. You have two weeks to make a move as Mm -hmm. far as we're going to meet up, we're going to go to the park, um, we're going to FaceTime. But you have two weeks to make a move. Otherwise, I'm deleting you and I'm moving on. Do you have any – what were your keys to success 
it wasn't necessarily a two weeks, but I do have a time. My attention like span is very short online now because okay. unfortunately I've been doing it for a while, not consistently, but I've been online dating for quite some time and my attention span is short. So it is typically around that two week mark when I'm mm-hmm. just like, I ignore that you not purposefully, but I ignore that you exist. If you're not interested in meeting up, yeah. then I'm not about to have a pen pal and there's no point in this. Oh so my God. Have you listened to other episodes? Way. I literally no. said that. <laughs> really? <laughs> have time for that then i might as well be dating a guy that looked good in prison if yeah that's the case, you know what i mean i've seen these prison bay videos yeah. and i'm like are they a talker like <laughs> <laughs> I, it's so funny you literally said that because that's always been my thing i'm like i don't want a pen pal i do not i just don't and i personally also think i'm just better in person because mm-hmm. i have a sarcastic way about s- little stupid things i'll say right. or I'll do like movie quotes or like a song quote being funny, right. but it could come off as like, oh, wow, she's a complete jerk. So right. I'm like, you need to know me and like hear my voice and right. my corny jokes. So that way, if we are texting, it'll make sense. It doesn't come off as like brash. Mm-hmm. So like I it's funny before we did this today, this guy that I had talked to last year randomly was like bothering me i'm just gonna say bothering via text and literally i was like um i don't know what's going on but congratulations and good luck (laughs) like but i was being sarcastic but he got so offended he was like well damn i'm just gonna keep it to myself and i was like well no tell me i really want to hear it but it kept sounding apparently to him it kept sounding sarcastic maybe sarcastic and literally the last thing I wrote him, I was like, read it in my voice. Because I'm like, if you read it in my voice, then you'll right. realize, okay, she's just being, she's just trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of the same way. I feel like after about two weeks, we can't keep just texting each Absolutely. other. because I'm going to lose interest. Yeah. So, um, and, and that's funny that you said that because the young man that I'm now dating, he took initiative and was like, hey, let's meet up. And that's when I'm down. Like, Creepy is right when we start a conversation. You want to meet, I'm like, I'm not down. <laughs> okay. A couple, like, I like the, um, we talk on the app for a little bit. If mm-hmm. it goes well there, then we can exchange numbers. And then after we exchange numbers, we talk on the phone, maybe a week or so. Okay. I'm open to meeting you in person. So that's basically how that happens. So for me, if a man shows initiative and interest, then I'm more than likely going to be a little bit more comfortable to say, hey, let's meet. So. That's typically how it works for me because I don't want to meet too soon. Yeah. I don't exchange numbers too soon. Yeah. It's like you, it's trying to find that like fine line of like, like you said, what's creepy mm-hmm. and what like what's good and what could be a lifetime movie. Right. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. Which, which one is this going to be? And now you have the apps where they can video call you like there's Wait, Hinge. What? So I did Hinge. I did Hinge for a Solid like two and a half weeks. I, I didn't last so well on Hinge. Girl, they can video you on Hinge. Really? I don't feel like I remember that. I, I must not have updated. Like <laughs> I just matched with you, and yeah. now you want to video call me? I don't know no. you like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's all. <laughs> right. That's so crazy. Well, how do they? Wow, I didn't know they video call because I would think that you would need that person's I think Bumble physical has that number feature as well. 
Wow. Well, you know, I remember that whole like commercial with Tiffany Haddish who was like, yeah, you can now go on video yeah. dates on Bumble. Mm-hmm. But I, I had no good experiences on Bumble. Really? Yeah, because I felt like, oh, this is a good site for someone like me who mm-hmm. doesn't mind taking the initiative, being right. like the first to be like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. But then I just felt like I was getting rejected all the time because I would like match and start conversations and match and start conversations and then it just would go nowhere and I went on one date and he was late I was late and he was later than me (laughs) um the conversation wasn't even good because I was hungry and we went out to this uh this restaurant that I actually really liked and they have like really good mahi and I was like oh I know what I'm gonna get on this date because I'm starving I literally was like, I'll just have drinking like the little chips they <laughs> chips they bring out. It was that bad. I was like, I'd rather starve, leave, get McDonald's. But that's why I told you before then we this started day. recording. I was like, for first dates, I do not do dinner. I okay, don't. okay, tell I me do, more. I I don't commit to a dinner because if if this is the first time I'm meeting you, I don't know if I like you. I don't know if you have a good conversation, and I don't mm. want to be committed to awkwardly <laughs> sitting down with you across the table. And feeling obligated to sit there and inter- whatever we're supposed to, whatever exchange we're supposed yeah. to have. I don't want to do that for an hour. Wow. So if I can meet you at a bar or a coffee shop and we can have a quick cup of coffee and maybe I can get a vibe of who you are. And okay. And we have a conversation. Then we can continue it to a brunch or a lunch or a Look dinner. at you. These are gems. <laughs> Come on, Masterclass. <laughs> I got my big I Oprah glasses on. <laughs> and they look great. <laughs> But yeah. You know, and the the it's so crazy because what you saying that it makes so much sense because that was like part of it was like there's that awkwardness, right? So like the waitress comes up and we were like granted I was probably a little shallow, but he had he had like a pea coat on and it was cold outside. Was we had tight? a pea coat on. No, the pea coat was <laughs> of a regular fit. It was, he had this red, like, tight shirt on. The kind of, like, tight that you know he should be wearing this to the gym to show off in. Like, those really tight, like, kind of lycra yeah, shirts. the muscle shirts. Yeah. The muscle shirts. <laughs> but his nipples were hard. It was cold outside, you said, right? It was cold. Oh, that's so hot. Did he keep his coat on? Because I would have been so distracted. <laughs> I just, you know. <laughs> So he didn't, he was taking his coat off, but then he goes, I will never forget, because he goes, he's like, oh, snap, I forgot these are short sleeves. So he kind of kept it back on, but like open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but his nipples were so hard <laughs> the entire Tired day. Time. Oh, my. Maybe he was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's horrible. I don't know if nervousness makes your nipples hard. But it was so distracting. And I remember the conversation just being literally out of this world. Like, he starts talking to me about, he he would keep saying, like, oh, are you into this? And I'm like, oh, no, but tell me more. So, like, he was like, oh, are you into astrology? And I was like, oh, no, I mean, I know I'm an Aquarius. He was like, no, not, he goes, no, not astronomy, astrology. And I'm like, yeah, I'm an Aquarius. Like that's <laughs> he goes, Oh, no, no, no. I mean, are you into astrology uh, astronomy? And I was like, What are you asking me? I, I was like, What so do you want? By then. So he was like, he wasn't into like 
astrology and mm-hmm. signs and like, oh, I'm a Gemini, I'm a Virgo, whatever. He wanted to say astronomy. So he thought I was wrong. And I'm like, no, boo-boo. You said astrology. Again, I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know much about my sign, yeah. but I know that's what my sign is. So I was like, okay. So again, back to where we were. I was like, yeah, no, I don't, I'm not really into astronomy, but tell me more. And so he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, as if like he was pitying the fact that I wasn't into it. And then he just would go on and on about it. And so he did that. He was like, oh, are you into VR, like virtual reality? I was like, oh, no. He's like, "Mm, that's a pity. I was like, why? And then he literally was like, because we won't have to be on this date. And I was like, oh, don't worry. (laughs) This is the last date. But he was like, well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you were in the VR, I have VR equipment. We could go on dates anywhere in the world. Okay. And I was (laughs) 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 and literally it was like around the time the waitress was coming around. I was like, oh, well, did you guys want anything? I was like, I'm not hungry. That's what the bill is fine. You could split it. Like, I, and this was, like I said, this was, like, a favorite restaurant I've gone to frequently. I'll go with my girlfriends. And I was hungry because I had just got off work. And I remember just being like, this is awful. But your advice is so true. Like, had we been at a Starbucks, had we been, and this was when the world was open, (laughs) but, like, Had we been at a park and it's like, oh, we're walking around, like we could have ended the walk. Mm-hmm. Like if it was Starbucks, I could have killed that Frappuccino and kept it moving. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, it was, it was still even hard to get away right. at that point when, you know, cause he wanted to order something. I was like, oh, I really, you know, he was like, oh, I'll just get something to go. Right. And then it was like, damn, that's another like 20 minutes. <laughs> we're stuck in this, this yeah. day situation. Yeah. Yeah. And then he tried to kiss me afterwards, and that was awful. Yeah, he tried to kiss me. I mean, he didn't land it because I was just like, no. It's rough out here. I damn near did the Matrix to make it. I think it's just we don't know how to relate to each other, especially, you know, I love all people. Mm -hmm. As black people trying to create a life together. We don't know how to do that. And sometimes, unfortunately, that we weren't taught that because I know I came from a single parent home. There's no one teaching me how to be relational with a man. So a lot of this is research and me trying to intellectually do what (laughs) I can do, you know, and try to do it healthy. Shout out to my therapist, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we're trying to do it in a healthy place mentally. Yeah. You know, so um, I think that we're all trying to figure this out. But I think it's super important that we, as black people, as a black man and a black woman, we're, we have to stick together and we're not. And I think that's <laughs> kind of what is going on okay. with this dating thing. We're not empathizing with one another. We're not like, hey, you know, not let me not say we aren't because <laughs> there's a lot of black women that we're, we hold it down. Yeah. But I think there's a disconnect somewhere i can't figure it out and maybe whomever is listening to this help us figure it out (laughs) but um i just feel like there's a disconnect there between black men and black women where we can't get it together but we really do want it and be cohesive but we just don't know how to so can we can i expand upon that it's it's a really interesting topic because i'm curious do you think it's because of the day and age you know i i've had other guests whose parents have been together for decades Mm -hmm. and what I'm, even though their parents have been together for decades, they're single, right? Mm-hmm. And we're all kind of in this mix together and we're all trying to figure it out. 
which I always thought was weird because similar. I came from a single parent household. So I'm like, well, if y'all have the blueprint, it should be kind of easy for y'all to figure this thing out. And it's not. I'm trying to figure out and I'm curious your thoughts on it. Do you think it's us like our generation? Because. We're not our, you know, we have younger siblings who are literally the same age. It's not them because they've always had technology. But, like, we've seen the rise of technology. A lot of us are making more money than what our parents were making when they were our age. Like, I know for a fact I'm making way more money than what my mother was making. And she had two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, more, ed- You know, we kind of are getting in this, like, upward mobility for black professionals. Do you think that that has anything to do with it? Um. I, in a way, I feel like um, we're also part of the generation of men that were also highly incarcerated. We still have mm. that population where um, the, I don't want to put stipulations on us, but our options, sometimes they do feel a little slim. A little thin. Um, because... <laughs> little thin out there we um they raised us we were on the cosby show different Mm -hmm. world so black women were going to college at an insurmountable rate yeah so we're highly educated we're one of the most educated people in this yeah we are i think we're the we're black women are the most educated uh bracket as far as like racial or i'm sorry uh racial demographics if i'm not mistaken something like that sometimes we try to figure out where our men fall into that and of course they say you know real men aren't intimidated by this and such (laughs) but the thing is women have we've now been raised to make it on our own we don't know what else to do yeah all i know is how to take care of myself um and sometimes men don't feel like they can measure up to that and then also what i see is the men that are successful and intellectual the black men I'm sorry. Not che- you know, not to say that they're not checking for us, but they're they know they are hot commodity, and Ooh, I have all of the options. You, you know, what I'm saying? are so, speaking like I, I, uh, I just had this conversation. <laughs> I need a tambourine because <laughs> like, like that's brother, I'm I'm happy for you. You're successful, but bring it down a little bit. Like humble yourself yeah. because there's a black woman out there that wants to match with that, and not because we want anything that you have like substantial we just want to be there mm-hmm. we want a successful black man we're a successful black woman but yeah. i just feel like it's harder to you know for me i have a challenging time with the men that are six su- highly successful mm-hmm. um it's just sometimes hard to like talk to them and yeah. have a conversation with them and be taken seriously or take them seriously so um I'm not against a little blue collar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, it's interesting you say the blue collar thing, because I was actually going to get to that. Like Mm -hmm. what, what what are the things you would do? What I've, I've personally found, I'm curious your thoughts. When I have met very blue collar guys, right? Mm -hmm. Good guys, Mm -hmm. good jobs, but you know, it's, it's blue collar. What I've noticed is many of them, still have those like kind of misogynistic ways of well I can't provide for you Mm -hmm. um I remember there was one guy who I I liked and literally he was like I'm out of your league and I was like what he's like you got degrees and you're doing this and you're doing that like you're way out of my league like there's nothing I can give you Mm -hmm. and I was like well I never asked for anything right you know that's a misunderstanding also because yeah if you do date blue collar I think 
I guess when you date blue collar and they see that you're an educated woman, they may feel that way. But I feel like a real man is a real man. Yeah. Whether he's blue collar or whether he has this good job. You I'm know? like, I buy up and up from Target. Like, <laughs> I'm a regular chick. I realize that means nothing. And, you know, no. I'm very grateful for my degree. Yeah. You know? But it can make or break me. You know what I'm saying? It just living outside of college has really made me realize that I'm grateful for my education and the opportunity but it doesn't make who I am. And I want Absolutely people to not. realize, even guys that I real uh, that I date, I want them to realize that too. Okay, maybe you didn't go to college. So yeah. as long as you have goals, you're not lazy, you're going to work every day. Yeah. You, know, you have transportation because, you know, as an educated black woman, we deal with the assholes that are in corporate. Ooh, we deal with the assholes that are in yes. blue collar, but you can also deal with the assholes that ain't got shit. Right. <laughs> and that's what I'm at. You know, you just have to find. To me, that's the balance. I haven't found that balance because I, I've, I, I dated one guy who was literally not shit. Mm-hmm. And I was, that ended like instantly. I met this guy one time. He was a police officer. And, we had different schedules, mm-hmm. but he was like super rude, super disrespectful. And like, I would never get, he was just like, you know, I just need somebody who's like on my level who can hang and all stuff. I said, well, I hope you find her like <laughs> asshole. And we were about the same, you know, economic status or whatever. And then similar, I, oh my gosh, um, <laughs> my girl Phaedra and, and a few other friends, we were out with this one guy who, you know, he makes a lot of money, like, and kept talking about how much money he made. And I remember we were like, we were getting some, we were getting food and something had happened with our order. We were trying to get it situated. And then we were like, okay, well, yeah, like, we'll all just pay for our food. Like normal. We didn't think much of it. He was like, I don't do that broke shit. And we were all like, what? He was like, I'll just pay for everything and, like, throws his card down <laughs> with the waiter. And I said, well, can I get extra? <laughs> I was like, I'll take extra spring rolls and another California roll. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, I was like, well, shit, if you want to fly in it, mm-hmm. let me go ahead and give me another roll. Like, mm-hmm. it is what it is. But you made such a great point. Is like I've met assholes on, like, every single one of those levels. And it's like, how do we navigate that, right? And then – even when you talked about, you know, education, to me, when we went to school, I never felt that there were a lot more of us than them. Like, mm-hmm. I never was at school and was like, oh, my God, it's really like yeah, the Hunger Games. Yeah, <laughs> <right. laughs> Ladies everywhere. Like, we when you think back college. about it, you're like, wow, we had two all-female freshman dorms that were busting at the seams. There was only one guy dorm, one freshman boy dorm. Right. And, you know, and I remember um, even sophomore year was like, it's a lot of girls in here. And it was like one level of guys. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like you looking back, it's like, yeah, we clearly outnumbered, you know, guys there. But it didn't to me, it didn't feel like that. I didn't. There was nobody I dated in undergrad and I only dated like two guys. I never felt like I got to hurry up and snatch this up and trap this yeah. thing like <laughs> somebody's gonna get them it, it never felt like that not right. that they were ugly dudes but it was right. just like they never felt it never felt like competition right um I, I have i don't know because 
and then we got to think about our other culture, our white brothers and sisters, if Mm -hmm. you want to call them that. Um, They go, a lot of white women go to college for that reason. Yeah. I think that's why our culture is so different. Like we, there's a lot of white women, by the time they get to our age, they're married and have a couple of kids. Yeah. Even when I was in my twenties, there were so many white women that had engagement. They were engaged by the time they graduated. And women with engagement or married. Yeah. I think it's just a different culture. We don't, we're going to school to, you know, make our ancestors proud and make yeah. our families proud. I know I was the first one to graduate from college yeah. in my entire family. So we're going for those reasons. We're not thinking, you know. Or we're going for like what, what we assume college is. Like you said, it's like I, it was funny even now, like my, the pressure I get from my mother about having kids is so funny because I remember when I went to school and it was like, don't get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Don't be worried about them boys. You stick to them books. Like, right. <laughs> stay in the library. Like, right. the focus when I was in undergrad was never mm-hmm. about finding a husband, a man, or anything like that. It was about you get you have this opportunity, get this education. Right. And I felt like even us, like, your friends, my friends, we hung out. We it was never like you know we gotta we gotta settle it down. Like we gotta get us a husband out yeah. here in these streets. Like I can only name maybe about two or three people I remember from school who were engaged mm-hmm. or still with their They're, now spouse. Right, absolutely. But some of my like schoolmates and like from high school, middle school. Oh yeah, I think all of those like a lot of the white girls were. Oh my God, I'm engaged right. and I'm 21. Absolutely. And yeah, that was definitely a, a big thing. Yes. and But I honestly think that it is a culture thing. I don't see a lot of black women that are married as opposed to seeing white women that are married. I think it's just, um, oh my goodness, I don't want to blame everything on systemic oppression, you know, <laughs> but I just feel like we've not yeah. had much guidance on how to cohesively put our families together like we used to back in mm-hmm. you know civil rights and things of that nature you know yeah. women were staying home and taking care of the family men yeah. were blue collar workers and yeah. taking care of their family you know and um, that was so also the expectation like I know with my mom it was like if you were the family that didn't mm-hmm. have like mom dad or mom and stepdad or step or dad and stepmom like Oh, you know the Wilsons, you know they got divorced and she about to be single. Like that was kind of like mm-hmm. you know, oh my goodness. Right. Whereas now I'm sometimes I'm shocked at how many amazing women that I know and are in my circle who are still single. And you know, and would be open to love. Somehow. Yeah. Um I have no idea. I wish I could figure it out. Yeah. I think I'm blessed. Right we'll pay now. for it. <laughs> Yeah, like right now I'm blessed to be getting to know a person because two people from different backgrounds coming together, learning how to figure things, that's difficult. Mm -hmm. So this experience I can say I'm grateful for. I don't know how long it will last. Hopefully (laughs) it will last a long time. But I'm just like, you know, I'm trying to do my work individually. Hopefully that person is doing their work. I think that's what it's about too. Okay. Because a lot of us are – no one is teaching us and we coming from some very dysfunctional households. Mm. So we're trying to navigate this the best we can on our own. So I think that to match with a person that is also in that mind frame of trying to 
navigate this on their own and be better and move forward i think when you have a common like mindset Mm -hmm. then maybe you can move like more like side by side but if you're on two different wavelengths then it's gonna be hard to come together and like oh i'm trying to make this move and they're like nah girl cool right yeah i'm saying i think you just have to have like um, a similar like morals and val not really morals but more values like are you motivated are you yeah. lazy do you want to do more than what you're doing now what are your I mean I know it's very corny to ask but what are your plans for the next five years yeah I'm 35 I need to know those kind of things you know it's funny I I used to always think that was a corny thing too like what are your five and ten year goals but now I'm like no seriously mm-hmm. what the hell are you doing in the next five mm-hmm. years because similar i mean i'm gonna be 35 soon and i'm like look i there are certain things that i i kind of have to hit right like we're we're hitting our over the hill moment so i don't have time um i don't have time to waste if this is what you're looking for i also i'm curious i i'm all about honesty now Mm -hmm. i feel like honesty is probably one of the top things like teeth used to be it like (laughs) you have pretty teeth (laughs) yeah Teeth was a big thing in shoulders. Um, yeah. Now, <laughs> I'm like about honesty. Like, right. I don't have time. If you have a whole wife, be with your wife. Right. Like, I don't have time for I the for that. On- you have to be honest. Yeah. But the thing is, I also do feel like us ladies, we have to remember it's about delivery with men. Like, you can be honest and say what you mean. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the delivery, we don't want to be too aggressive. We want to be... Because I guess from my experience and also listening to other men, they do want someone who's a little more chilled. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can hang out with, you know, we want to eventually get to the point where we are chilling yeah. on the couch. Can I hang with you? You know, so I feel like sometimes we have a habit and because we feel like sometimes we're operating at a scarcity. So we feel like we got to ask mm-hmm. those pivotal questions like boom, boom, boom. And it's, it doesn't need to be like that. So I think we can relax a little bit and take our time. I'm not saying wait three months to you. Right. Ask questions, <laughs> but the first date is, I don't think is the time. We don't have like, to go do all like hard. Do you, like, do you want kids? Do you want, you know? I okay. Don't, don't, I, so I you don't think that's, that doesn't have to be the first date. I don't think those should be first date conversations because I feel like, do I even like you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. I need to know if I even like you. Do I even want to spend time with you? Can I just hang out and chill with you? Are you going to be annoying me all the time? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's important that I know your goals and th- and ask you questions, but I don't think that it's important that I know that on the first date. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It, but in, also, if you're dating online, hopefully you've gotten some of Through some of that muck, yeah. Right. So now I can relax and just be chill because if I can be myself and that person accepts me for my craziness, then maybe this can be something that lasts. Okay. um, I I, I think that's what I eliminated, especially this summer, is asking all of my do's and your checklist. your time 2020 right, still right. out there so, I, mean, I think we should sometimes just um not be, take it so seriously at the very beginning and relax and um take all the time restraint out of it yeah because i feel like especially for me i'm 35 i'm like okay i'm gonna have kids when i'm gonna marry and i'm just like where is this coming from okay you know what i'm saying where is this coming from because 
if you really think about it, marriage is Western civilization. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do want to be in a committed relationship, but what is with this contract and wedding band? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I think we just really need to get to know how to relate to one another first, mm-hmm. and then we can move from there. So I, it's taken me trying to die down all my anxiety of what I've learned and what I thought was right to try to do something different. And I think that might be the reason why it's lasted a little longer than three months. <laughs> I will say, you know, it's, uh, and that leads me to, you know, kind of <clears throat> the next question was you, <clears throat> excuse me, you have so many gems. Right? I'm like, yeah, girl, like <laughs> to be a whole TED talk. But I'm curious, is this something that has been more of a recent aha feeling? Because was it similar when you were in your 20s? Like, were you dating in your 20s and, you know, kind of lived a little more wild and free? And now that you're in your 30s, you know, you're actually kind of getting down to like the nuts and bolts and what's really important what's not for me really unfortunately because i was raised in church with my mom and we would go to church every sunday sometimes i was doing um (laughs) on wednesdays girl scouting on saturdays you know what i'm saying so i grew up a little bit more conservative so i feel like i'll kind of let myself be a little bit more free as i got into my 30s really my mind has been a little bit more um open and receptive to things that are outside of my box. I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone because I feel like, and not to get spiritual, but I feel like you can't be blessed up in a place where you're just comfortable in yeah. a box. Sometimes you have to step out there. Sometimes you got to get your feelings hurt just to know. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to get my feelings you know, hurt, but I mean, yeah, you don't want to get your feelings hurt, <laughs> but right. you sometimes have to take a yeah. risk, you know, to be out there. So I feel like a thirty, the thirties dating for me is more slightly taking more risk um, okay because you have to be a little bit more vulnerable if you really are want something substantial mm-hmm. so i feel like my 30s for me has been me being more open-minded so i feel like this mindset for me has been recent oh I okay. also am in therapy and i definitely believe in that you know i know it's a stigma for a lot of black people our black community but it's very important that i'm gonna tell you yourself together you would be there's there has not been a guest who's not in therapy or has done therapy. I it's it's funny because even when I still hear that, like, oh, well, you know, black people, you know, I know there's this whole stigma about therapy. I feel we should change that because I'm like, no, almost all of my friends I know, That's especially good. in their 30s are all team therapy. I'm like, maybe our parents aren't trying to do family therapy or, or yeah, (laughs) fix the fact that they called you man, man for a while because they didn't know which man, man you belong to. I don't know. But I feel like our generation, I don't think that stigma's there. I mean, I, I, I will honestly say almost every person I've had on here. And even when we talk about therapy, I don't know guy, girl, gay, straight, or anything in between who's like, ain't nobody going to that now. Jesus will fix it. Like, we all have realized, like, Jesus is not fixing the fact that I have mommy issues (laughs) or daddy issues or or family issues Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. Um, But I'm curious because you talked a little bit about stepping out on faith. Mm -hmm. Does that also include stepping out on faith with other ethnicities? Or um, are I, you uh I'm listen, so not trying to make prior a, to twenty twenty, okay. I was open to dating outside of my race. I have actually dated outside of my race 
it's not for me post 2020 okay. because <laughs> after I did that and then the George Floyd thing started happening yeah all of this um I mean of course we've been seeing this yeah for a while but um just it got really intense during this pandemic and I felt so like my ancestors would die if they knew you know so for me right now the Caucasian persuasion is not for me oh my god <laughs> That's just because I feel like Harriet. You like your ancestors probably sitting around like, yeah, like at this. Why did you even, you know, Nanny? Like I freed slaves, (laughs) right? So and you sitting um, here with this Caucasian man? Absolutely. So it's not for me right now. Um, I'm not sure when I'll be open to that, but right now we're gonna keep it chocolate. Okay. Or at least brown. Yeah. Versions. But, um, yeah. I, I, I want you need a few more than just yeah, one drop I would prefer for that to date a black man as opposed to. Okay. That's, I, I was curious because I grew up in a household where it was never um, ingrained on me or my sister um, that we had to date black men. It was like my mother was like, date who loves you. Think outside your race. And her biggest thing was, like, she didn't want us to ever limit ourselves. Um, My sister, actually, prior to, you know, her current relationship, literally from, like, middle school to high school, her boyfriend was white. And honestly, I, I, granted, I disliked him because he was not a, he wasn't, like, abusive or anything crazy like that. It just wasn't who I, yeah, I was like, that's not who I want my sister to be with. Like, he was gross. Uh, if you ever watch like Modern Family, I would call him Dylan. I don't even remember his real name. I used but to I just, love yeah, he was like the dude who was with like the oldest oh, sister. Yeah, hey, you know the little kind of. I used Everybody to call him, kinda, D- yeah, I used to call him Dylan, yeah. and literally I have no clue what his real name is, but I used to just call him Dylan because I was like, oh god, Dylan's here. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I just did not like him. Um, but it, we were never. It was never a big deal for us. As far as like who we date and how we date, my mother was always about like, hey, expand it. But it was also ingrained in me like, look, it's limited out here. It is limited. And I, I even remembered as I continued to progress through undergrad and grad school and, and now I'm finishing up a certificate, it was like the more you have, the more education, the higher you go in your career, it gets real thin. I mean, my current job, there's no black men mm. at my job. At all, there, there. Men in my job as well. And yeah, I'm mainly kind of construction based, but even there, it's it's very white male dominant. Yeah, it's it's white males, you know, you know, women. But there are no black men in my job. Even my last job, I could literally name the amount of black men. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. It's like the higher you up you get, it does get very thin right. <laughs> and few and far between. And it's I'm I'm that's why I asked that question because I was curious because I know for me it was like well if I'm seeing my surroundings it's hard to just be like nope brothers only like right. <laughs> I'm like it, it's I've got to lean a little bit and be a little bit more right. open to to doing that. My family actually expected <clears throat> that I would be dating a white person because really you know when you grow up and you're articulate and you know th- black people love to say oh she talking like she white you know you talk like a white girl <laughs> so they just automatically assumed they would not be shocked if i brought home a you a went white to girl. a whole black school I'm though like, they <laughs> like, i sound like this the blackest of bl- like and they were they expected it so it, i don't think it would have been a total shock to my family mm. if i were to 
but um, I'm going to try my best not yeah. to now that I, you know, I just, it feels differently just going through 2020, but I, I just really feel like um, we're black men and black women are speaking different languages mm. and we have to figure out, you know, let's translate. What's the connect is. Yes, absolutely. Because I feel like the way that single women are taught is completely opposite of what's receptive to black single men. And we just have to mm. talk to one another and figure out what the disconnect is. Yeah. We can't always listen to our single girlfriends on how to make it through this. Yeah. Sometimes. And unfortunately, but we do. But can I say my single guy friends drive me insane? Really? But the they reason why advice most times my single, they, they do. Mm-hmm. But my single guy friends, what drives me nuts is what they ask for and this is like, oh, you know, it's hard to find a woman like this and that. And I'll be like, I can pull out my phone and FaceTime 10 women right now <laughs> who have what you're looking, looking for. They, they may say out of their mouth what they're looking for, yeah. but their eyes are looking at for something completely different. It, it has, I'm, I never forget, I actually went on like a whole Facebook tirade about it when like Angela Rye had like kind of boomed in popularity right. and had like went viral. And I remember there were guys who were like, yeah, this is what I'm looking for. Like that's the kind of queen I'm looking for. And I'm like, you went to an HBCU. We were there. We were SGA presidents. We were class presidents. We were running organizations. We were cheering. We were, you know, on top of the, we did chess club. We did, we were on the basketball court. Like, don't come at me about this whole, like, we want an Angela Rye all of a sudden. We want a Simone Sanders. I'm like, walk on any HBCU campus and you'll see it. And that's not knocking those women. Both Mm -hmm. of them are awesome. Huge, huge fan of both women. Um, But, I it was so many men who were saying that's what they were looking for. We were looking for these outspoken, bold black women, women, and you know, I mean, every I want to say it was like maybe two years ago when like literally Simone Sanders and Angela Rye had like gone viral for something on like CNN or something, mm-hmm. and I just was like, I was going so ham because I was just like, we went to school together. Mm-hmm. You saw her in class. She was sitting in the front row. You saw her on the. You remember they used to do the um. Dean's list, and they yes. used to do that big sheet of paper. Yes, my mom loved that. <laughs> yes, with well, like everybody's name, and you're like, I know I had a good. Like, oh, there I am. There I am. Like that was a big thing. So like at our school, they did this for the dean's list. They used to literally print out our names, and it was it would be on the wall in the yeah. library, and that's how I felt. It would just be that thing of like, look at the dean's list. Mm-hmm. Like literally, physically look at our names. Mm-hmm. We're there. We're here. We're, we we live among you. <laughs> and I think to that point, what's very interesting is, like, there are some who say that, and it, it really does. Um, and I know my guy friends are going to listen, and they're going to call me like, no, Shawnee, you know. I You got your girl. Like, totally holler at me. Like, they're going to all act like all of a sudden they want to talk right. to us. But that is probably one of my biggest pet peeves when you talk about us like Mm -hmm. black men and black women and and how we communicate I feel like many of my girlfriends who say hey I'm looking for this type of guy when they do date they generally get the type of guy they're looking for but when it's the opposite with with black guys I feel like they say they want that and it's like we're out here like we're out here in a (laughs) in throws to be honest I not have many friends that are married. Mm. I mean, I do have a lot of black girls that I 
they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be in a wedding. I'm gonna be, but that wasn't my story. Me personally, I have maybe three or four of my close friends that are mm-hmm. married. Um, and when they – this is important for me as a single woman – Please, married women, I know that you're committed to your relationship, but don't forget about us single ladies out here because how yeah. are we going to learn? Yeah. How do we know? What, if we do aspire to be married, if y'all are in the cut, how are we going to learn? We need y'all to come out. The yeah. Day, you know, come out your house just a little bit and tell us, you know, what, give us some advice. Or mm-hmm. maybe they don't have it. I don't know. If they <laughs> do, but I'm just saying, can you teach us? What yeah. should we do? How do we do this? You know? Because there's a lot of us that are aspiring to be in committed relationships. We might not have the guidance, but for these women that we feel like, okay, you've achieved this relationship. Yeah. And each one teach one. Yeah. (laughs) And I also think, and and even to that, we have to be, um, I think we shouldn't tear them down if that's what works for them. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember, like, remember that whole thing? I think it was maybe this year, early this year, uh, late last year when Fantasia was talking about, like, you know, committing and submitting to her husband. And I'm like, why well, ain't doing that? And it's like, look, that works for Fantasia. That may have been a word for you. Mm-hmm. And like at church, if it wasn't a word for you and it didn't hit you and everybody else got the Holy Ghost around <laughs> you and you didn't, just like, okay, that wasn't for me. Maybe um, next Sunday. Ne- <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe next Sunday. Because like that word didn't mean much to me. Mm-hmm. But like, for instance, Sierra, which I know a lot of people probably like, oh, this Sierra prayer. To me, I'm like, some of y'all didn't see all her interviews because she did one that was really, really good where she talked about she kept being in these like kind of shitty relationships. And she was like, I knew I wanted something to change. Like, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted something different. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted, but she wanted it for herself. Right. Not like, oh, Lord, please give me a man. But she was like, her when she had kind of talked about what she was looking for, it was because it was like, look, I deserve these things. Mm -hmm. I want a man who's going to be this because I deserve it. Mm -hmm. I want someone who's faith-based, who, who, you know, who's going to love my kid, who's going to do all these things because, like, that's important to me. And, you know, again, there were some women who bashed her. There are a lot of us who are huge fans of hers, but it was – it's very important that when we look at women like her or – Adrian, you know, any of these like famous women, you can yeah. think of like Adrian Balian. I know yeah. a lot of people look at her and and Eve and all those things. I think the biggest thing is like if they give you that advice, if it doesn't move you, mm-hmm. like if the <laughs> spirit doesn't move you, mm-hmm. it's okay if that word's not for you. And that's any advice. You yeah. Know, some things you take in and some things you throw out, but you accept it like, mm, thank you for that. But, you know, right. we know what we're going to use or what we shouldn't use. That's where we have to get. And what we also, what was, what stood out to me about the Sierra thing, and that's why I say therapy, because we as women have to know what we deserve, mm. that we're worthy of love. We have to really first love ourselves. And I know that sounds so basic, yeah. but it's so true because I feel like once we do start to realize who we are and, you know, um, our worth and our value, we start to act and move different in the world. Oh, yeah. And I think that might be a little bit more appealing and attractive to men. And yeah. Then that can or the men who can handle it. Because right. I'll say this, and before we do my last question, I'll say this because one thing I think is beautiful about that context, about, like, that self-love, mm-hmm. is though I am single, and I am super single, like a, a crisp dollar bill (laughs) one thing that i've even had people like oh you single like oh that must suck and i'm like you know why me being single doesn't it it sucks right at times but 
I'm content in being single right now because I know that the reason why I don't have just anybody in my life is because I'm not accepting just anything. When I was at a point where I'm like, oh, you know, I'm being extra flexible and this and the other. And I would have foolishness in my life. But now, though, I'm single and I've dated and it's like "Uh," I kind of pull back out of it. Um, Like I said, I wasn't like you. I wasn't like this is. We're not going to let this stop it. Like, I was like, mm, no, COVID's fine. Cool. We're not talking. That's cool. Uh, was because I'm, for me now, I am so picky about who I let in my space because as a 34, soon to be 35-year-old, the life that I have put together for myself, mm-hmm. the energy I want around me is very, very specific. Mm-hmm. And if you are going to corrupt that energy, I literally would rather be single mm-hmm. In my apartment, in my house, with my dog, with my girls on FaceTime, or just in myself, by myself, than have somebody who's going to disrupt that energy and disrupt what's going on. Because, like, my self-love is very important to me now. Like, I know it's going to make me happy. It's not material things, but I know it's going to make me happy. So I just can't have that in my space. And, I mean, I see memes every now and again on social media where they're like, listen, I'm over here thriving. If you think you're going to just slide Mm -hmm. up in here and cause and wreak havoc on my life, no. no, Thank you. So I I do absolutely – I get that. Yeah. So – That's that's my biggest thing. And for me, I sometimes have a hard time committing because, especially if it's not the right guy – I would rather much just cut it off. Like mm-hmm. my friends will tell you, cutting it <coughs> off is my thing. That's my jam. That is me too. I, I'm afraid of being miserable. For a long, T- it, two episodes be- back, we literally talked about my girlfriend Jessica. Literally was like, "Oh, Shanice will cut you mm-hmm. off." Oh, I have no problem. Yeah, that's me. We, you, I will. It might hurt even. Yeah, it it, it might hurt step. me. Like that was the big thing. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole cut off thing to me. I feel like. Yeah, they realize it's not about like, oh, I'm hurting him or right. I, it'll hurt me. Like, yeah. I'll be like, oh, my God, like I miss him. I want to text. And but then I'm like, no, mm-hmm. it, it it's not worth it. Like, you yeah. know how this is going to go. So, oh, no, I'm the cutoff queen, too. <laughs> like, but I think I think that's what it is. And a lot of times when we see our red flags, we the red flags, we need to be up. Out mm-hmm. of there. And a lot of women also when they're in relationship with a man, they're like, I don't really have a reason to break up with him. You don't have to have a reason. You can just have an feeling. You just don't want to be in a relationship anymore and you can leave. You're not, if, especially if you're not married to them, mm-hmm. I'm not encouraging anybody to just willy nilly divorce, but yeah, I mean, if you do, I'm not paying for it, but you see that you don't like, do not settle for them and move on. Absolutely. And, and I think that's a lot of the, what's going on also in our community is that there's a lot of women out there that are a little bit more lenient and men are of course used to that. They so are bankhead bouncing on that. They're like a little bit of challenge that they're <laughs> not like, oh, I'm used to hearing yes on this. Yeah. If you present any kind of challenge, they're going to, they're not interested. Yeah. So I think that uh, women have to also black women, especially have to be careful on what we're settling for because that creates a culture for all, most of the women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We and the men. And, and that absolutely. Um, if we want higher standards, then we've got to, I mean, we can't control everyone's behavior, yeah. but if we can solid be like, okay, as women's, as women's, as women, <laughs> we're going to accept this standard, you know, just because men have to be, especially black men, I feel like they're great, they're grand, m- people are intimidated us by our very presence, presence, especially men. Yeah. So if that's, 
you have that power, then you also have to, we have to hold you guys accountable also. And Ooh, I feel like it's a yes. lot of black women out here not holding these black I'm going to hold that as two task. <laughs> like, I am all about that. Yeah, like, you if you say you're doing the work, I expect to to see what's going on, right? Like, I, I remember one guy was like, if you say you're doing the work, I expect to see the homework. Mm-hmm. I expect to see the grades. Like, mm-hmm. similar to your parents. Like, if you're going to do the work, we should see that. So I, I want to ask my last question, sure. my last fun question. Okay. So we've had such a great conversation, and, and we, we've talked about, you know, the online dating and, and what we've learned and, and what we're looking for. I'm curious, what would your 30-year-old Liz give advice and say to your 20-year-old self? What is some advice you would give yourself? I would say um, don't take yourself so seriously. Um, I just never got that from you. I, know, <laughs> I, a, I mean, I have a really good sense of humor. The thing is the anxiety is inside. Deep. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm okay. I can, I think it's just because I've been raised to just go with the flow. Like, I'm okay. like there may be a deficit, but I'm rolling past it. <laughs> keep it moving. I've learned in my twenties that it was harder to do that. And I remember vividly in my 20s dating, and I'm dating with a purpose because I am going to find a husband. (laughs) And it created like a rigidness in me. So I I just feel like I would tell myself to relax just a little bit. (laughs) You know, you're not going to get married tomorrow. Okay. And, and, And also married isn't the end-all be-all because what happens after marriage you know what i'm saying okay. you're still a complete and full individual individual after you're married i think a lot of women are like okay i am married and that is i've strived for this my life. husband I, you know my I, wife you know, and it's like i've okay. had a baby and this is it no i what are you gonna do after that and i mm. think that's what we don't we also don't think about what comes with the responsibility of what we're asking for yeah. and what goes beyond that. Because we know we have parents that have a hard time developing their own lives outside of their children. You know what I'm saying? We still, wow. have, to, we still have to be individuals, even though we do have a goal of being married in a committed relationship, maybe starting a family. We still have to be our true selves outside of that because then when those things are gone or when we have hit that goal then what is left yeah i mean so i think i would just tell myself to just relax a little bit more oh my that is is that's that's great advice like that idea of just like relax this because i always when i when i ask that question i i hope that the idea is like you can see that that 20 year old self so i thought it was really great that you you added that context well, I, I remember 20-something-year-old Liz, and I love her. <laughs> I loved her, too, when she was so serious about trying to be married and have kids, girl. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That is – well, well, well I, I generally ended up – but I'm curious, when you say that at 20, that's what your thoughts were, even in college, like, you were like, hey, once even we get col- up out of here – It was for me, and this is just me personally, because I didn't grow up with a father in my life. I was so determined to not have that as my children's future. Oh, okay. So I think that's why when I was in college, I've always been in a mindset of love and marriage, love and marriage. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I did that almost to a detriment, and I wasn't able to just live fully as a human 
a black woman yeah. you know, in this world and being confident and you know and, and especially now and not trying to get you know I know that was the last question but we as women can't be afraid to date more than one person at a time and I'm not saying Ooh. being a harlot I'm not you don't even have <laughs> a harlot to, you're harlots you <laughs> yeah. don't even have to sleep with them but yeah when we put out that energy that we're dating multiple people then we don't have that opportunity to that one guy that we're yeah. dating and be all I think we forget that home. dating is plural is I think plural. that even even now I remember one time I was like oh yeah like I, I, there was a guy I used to date a while ago, mm-hmm. and we had saw each other after years. He's like, "Oh, what are you up to?" I was like, "Oh, you know, just out here dating." You know, he was like, "Oh, so you have a?" Boy. I was like, "Oh no, I'm dating a few guys." He was like, "Oh, like that was this big thing." And I'm like, "Dating is plural. Like dating is not white one. women are now catching up to this dating more than what they call it mantarage." I listen to a lot of podcasts. Wait, what mantarage? When you're dating more than one man at a time, that's your mantarage. So maybe oh. on Monday you'll have a date with one person. Yes. Wednesday you'll have a date on, with another person. Friday you might. You know what I'm saying? Because we're out here trying to figure out: Do we even like the person? Yeah. Because a lot of times we hone in on one person, put our eggs in one basket. We don't even know if we. I've like never. This yeah, I, I've never been that way. Like that's I've so always good. personally, I've always felt like if we are in dating mode, mm-hmm. like that is the level we're at. Mm-hmm. That means we're free to date however many, like, any guy who's like, oh, yeah, like, we're dating. I am mm-hmm. I naturally instantly assume, okay, he's probably talking to other girls. Mm-hmm. And I, I may ask, thing. but I just, I naturally assume, I'm like, okay, so you're probably talking to other girls. Why are you always, like, no, 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 it's okay. We're dating. Right. It's, I always feel like, it's not that serious. Right. Yeah, dating is, is the not serious phase. Now, if we were boyfriend and girlfriend and you were dating other people, yeah, I'm going to cut different. you. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've already established We're going to cut. Right. Um, but <laughs> I've always felt that that's what dating meant. Dating right. always was plural. So, A lot yeah. of people have a lot of different versions of yeah. dating. That's an exception to the rule because there's a lot of women that once they find a guy that they semi-like, yeah. they'll hone in on that one. And I think it's just because we are – we're used to operating out of scarcity. Like we hear yeah. all of these negative things. There's barely any the black men out there. And, yeah. you know, and I just, I refuse to believe yeah. that. I know even though I hear it and it's embedded in me, so there's some faith and hope inside I got a homecoming sometimes. I'm like, there's, look at them. I right, thriving. You know, just they're, they're here. look at them. That whole group of them right over there <laughs> with the champagne. Mm-hmm. They're all single. Um, <laughs> so that's interesting. So that would be something you would tell 20 year old Liv. Like, girl, date, date. Date, plural. plural. It doesn't mean that you have to have sex with all of them. Yeah. You're wanting to see what are your likes, your dislikes, how do they treat you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And also, when you're giving out a, a, an energy that you are thriving out there, then men don't feel like you're just like, oh, smothering me. You yeah. Know? They want to feel like your other men desire you because maybe that'll make them want to take you off the market. Like, oh, yeah. no, I want this by myself. Right. Okay, 20-year-old Liz will be out here thriving. <laughs> I would do something completely different. Wow. Well, I'm, you know, Liz, I'm so glad that you shared. That's been very insightful because, you know, like I said, I mean, I remember a 20-year-old Liz and I would have never guessed that. You know, it was, and granted, obviously you weren't dating me, so I wouldn't yeah. know. But you but know black women, we yeah. know how to hide it. We know how to bury it inside yeah. and still have the outward the outwardly world knowing thinking that we well, you know and I was I was a happy person but inside I really wanted to be in a committed relationship and I just feel like also that is brought by our ancestors black women mm-hmm. are strong and we know how to 
had a mess. We got to Oh yeah. I mean, we'll show our toot if we need to, but Absolutely. They don't we got we got going on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That was Oh, that I 100% mm-hmm. feel you there. But I know I was doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I was, you know. The Oscar goes to Oh, uh, no. <laughs> appreciate you sharing you have dropped so many great gems and advice and and just things to think about right like things to kind of ponder on there was so much you 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 mentioned like I said I I'm now like don't ever ask me on a date to go get eat like something to eat like that's a (laughs) no-no coffee parks like yeah only um but no that was that's like literally I'm like that's a great takeaway. <laughs> so, thank you for sharing these gems. I a thousandly pre- appreciate it. Um but this is Dating Over 30 Sucks the podcast. This episode with Liz where we just had some libations yeah. and conversations about situations. I appreciate it. Don't forget to follow on Instagram at Dating Over the Number 30 Sucks on Twitter it is Dating Over the Number 30 SU x um and continue to follow subscribe and listen this is a great conversation thank you so much liz i know bye bye you guys lip gloss for you today <laughs> that was as, that was as cute as you i was know, getting listen, for you when i saw your lip gloss popping i was like let me go ahead and get my little <laughs> balm let me it's not shining though. <laughs> a little balm. no i i was like i need to do something because i had nothing else going on oh, for me today but yeah. mm-hmm. um i appreciate you so we can cheers to clink um cheers to friends reuniting after like a million years yeah it's been a while. So thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me.